Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it just put your trust in him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Jatan Woods and I have with me today co-host Karen Wilson <laughs> and we are talking about a hodgepodge hot topics, of different hot topics. topics. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, this is basically a hot, hot topics. topics episode Yeah, because there are so many different things going on. And I know you guys are sometimes like, Jay, but the podcast is about wellness. Well, some of this is wellness too because you yeah. have to be aware of, of what's going on. You have to be able to process the news, which sometimes can just be so much and so much. But of an you should not. You should not watch it. You need to know. You need yeah. to always be aware mm-hmm. and be educated about what is going on. So welcome to all of our listeners, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna get right into it because we okay. were just like listing off before I started recording like stuff that we wanted to yeah. talk about. And there's <clears> just <throat> so much to cover in such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And so we both agreed to discuss actor Jesse Smollett first because I really haven't I don't think I've addressed that whole shenanigans and issue yet in any of my podcast mm-hmm. episodes so first of all Karen what do you think and and everybody I don't feel like I have to go into a big explanation about it because everybody and their brother knows about uh, the Jesse Smollett issue and how he was allegedly accosted and assaulted by two people that uh, apparently were allegedly wearing MAGA hats and <coughs> called him the N-word and the F-word and put a noose around his neck, threw bleach on him, blah, 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 in Chicago. Sure. So what's your thoughts on everything, Karen? Well, let's go back to, um, you know, he had gotten threatening letters on the set. So how are you going to send a threatening letter to yourself? Okay, so let's, you know, the people kind of let that one go by the wayside. And then I said there was something else that the the superintendent had said, you know, he showed him what um, corner it happened on. And, you know, Big Brother is watching everything. Everybody has surveillance cameras now from the streetlights, you know, to the building entrances or whatever. So so he so this happened at the at the specific corner that it was. Well, the camera that they, you know, that. he thought would have captured everything was facing the wrong way. So as if it had been moved. Yeah. Uh huh. Maybe, maybe. And, and then they, uh, you know, they, they all of a sudden found these brothers, um, you know, they had masks on, so there is no physical description. They just saw these two people walking and like, okay, we're going to, you know, nab them. And then according, uh, you know, unfortunately they did have a relationship, with him for nutrition. I said, I wish I could get some money for $3,500 on, on a, an eating schedule. Okay. <laughs> Let's just keep that 100. But, um, and then, um, I, I was like, most of, of Jesse's adult life has been an advocate for 
LGBTQ people. So why would you jeopardize that or put other people um, trying to come forward or, or they won't come forward because they won't feel they'll be believed? Why would you open that can of worms? That just doesn't even make sense to me. And then someone, a, a good friend of mine, she said, this is Chicago and they're trying to, um, you know, rally the team around them. I said, they, they've been, uh, you know, um, manufacturing evidence and stuff for years. As I said, let's just uh, click off the, you know, Laquan McDonald. So I said, they can't solve a murder. And now all of a sudden they're going to solve this in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's so, just, there's so many things not right. There's just so many things <clears throat> about this that's suspicious. And, you know, you mentioned the letters that were sent to him on the set of The Empire Show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were saying at some point, you don't really hear as much talk about that now, that they thought that he had sent those things to himself, those letters to himself, and then was angered because the letters didn't garner enough attention. Blah, no, blah, they. Blah. I heard that the the um the show took those very seriously and wanted to give him bodyguards and he turned it down that i heard mm-hmm. that and nobody's saying anything about that so yeah there's just a lot of stuff there's swirling around so many pieces yeah to this that just too many moving make, parts yeah, yeah i just really want to know what the chicago pd they have supposedly that there's more video that we have not seen or been privy to I don't know. There's just so many missing and moving parts to this. Um, initially, when I heard it, I automatically believed Jesse. Did you? I did too. Oh, I mean, I didn't think that there was any reason that because anyone we, in the right we deal mind with, would lie about that. We deal with that. racism on a daily basis. Why would you um, fake that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That just doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. So why that just this doesn't make any sense that that he would stage that and then the two bozos that they found they they don't even look like they could rub two brain cells together (laughs) i'm sorry but yeah no sir no sir what do you think about and this if this is true that when um jesse came forward he said that at least one of them i don't know if he said both but at least one of them he clearly said was white yeah and that they were saying these things and it's like if you have this personal relationship because they were working with him on nutrition and I think uh, working out, I think they were also mm-hmm. his personal trainer. Right. Yeah. How would you not know their voice? Mm-hmm. And they're both from Africa. I don't know if they have accents or not, mm-hmm. but a lot of people from Africa, they do, they have a distinct voice and accent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, how did you not know that even if they changed their voice up, how did you not know that they were black? Mm-hmm. So that part of Jesse's story is a little suspect and a little mm-hmm. thin mm-hmm. but yeah that's the part that just makes me question a little bit it's like how did you not know i mean even the like space around the eyes you had to have been able to see mm-hmm. that they were black i don't know what did you think about that did you did you feel that <coughs> there were possibly any holes in what jesse said well after yeah after they like committed it back like even his interview with robin roberts they were like oh i don't believe that and even she came out and said oh well, we we as the crew she said even the crew said there were some things but no i said i guess because i'm such a bleeding heart and i think every you know i try and see the good in everybody i i was with him i i was just like why would you yeah i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm, absolutely I was riding with you, man, ride or die, because yeah. I was like, it just doesn't make sense that you would, you know, draw attention to yourself like this and then put all the other people in danger that the, of the ones that you're supposed to be advocating for. 
I mean, his whole yeah, platform has the, been that's advocacy. The so sad I was, thing yeah, is that that community has enough issues mm-hmm. and enough problems with being believed in so many crimes against mm-hmm. the LGBTQIA. I think. Oh it is God, now. they added more letters. There's always oh, more letters. Okay. I can't keep up, but okay. I, think, mm. I think that's what it is now. But wow. um, they already have so many problems about being believed and have their cases um, even get any attention at all Mm -hmm. so why put your community in more jeopardy and make people more likely to not believe you yeah that just doesn't make any sense so and I was just like why you know but what would you think about him as a person if we do find out that it was a total lie dragged from the from Selfish, selfish drag from the. But there has the to feet. be some yeah. mental health issue yeah. to make mm-hmm. you do something like mm-hmm. that too. Not just to blame it on that, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's a little crazy, is it not? Yeah. To make up this, I mean, there's no sense in it. And some people were saying that he did it because you know Empire is going to be ending. I think they only have another season or two, and, and the that came over. out like two years ago. So if you haven't been getting uh, more yeah. gigs before and now then shame is, on you he's talented oh yeah he so is so he would absolutely land on his feet in mm-hmm. some other jobs whether it's on small screen or even big screen i mean he had his whole future ahead of him and mm-hmm. just so much promise i just don't understand doing this so i hope that if this actually was a hoax that they also look a little deeper to the root cause yeah, of what made him, him do this help. because he obviously is a person that needs help if this is in fact a hoax mm-hmm. but you had a, a kind of a theory about what you thought this could have been that maybe it wasn't him and that maybe it was a setup by someone else yeah i i i do i um because i said the same thing uh with um with the OJ Simpson I was like I don't believe that I was like he probably knows who did it but he wasn't smart enough to pull that off so um but I don't know see I'm gonna have to have you on my guest that was on last <laughs> week we're gonna be doing uh, an OJ Simpson okay. episode because she is absolutely obsessed okay about okay. the whole OJ <laughs> everything so I've got to play catch up and watch some documentaries okay. and stuff so it could be fresh in my okay. mind I'll have you on that episode <laughs> because I mean, when that first happened, I believed OJ. I'm like, there is no way. I mean, I was angry at the system, blah, 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 trying to bring this black man down, whatever, whatever. I mean, I was totally sold that he was innocent. And girl, now I'm like, OJ, you did that. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I think he was involved, but I don't think he was the mastermind of that because he's too dumb. You know, I mean, just think about that. But anyway, back to these. I, I believe that the brothers were paid, but I don't believe it was by uh, Jesse himself. So you don't you think that thirty five hundred dollars. Because who writes a check? Now, come on. I know. Like, why who would you does that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was just. I was like, yeah, you need. I was like, you may be a good ad, but you are a dumb criminal. I was like, you left a paper trail, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, I think that they may, and and and, you know, they'll sell their mothers for you know en- enough money. So, um, yeah, I my theory is that yes, they may have been paid to say whatever, but I don't believe it was by Jesse. I think there might be something else going on, like me, and especially with the threatening letters like somebody may be after him we don't know you know what i'm saying and and they wanted 
to give him uh, bodyguards. And he said no, because he's like, you know, I'm out here. That's not, like I said, he's been an advocate his the, his whole yeah. adult life. So he didn't even want to, you know, be a, a quote unquote Devo, <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I don't know. My gut tells me he's guilty, but I don't want him to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's okay. like, I feel like he's guilty, but at the same time, I don't want him to be guilty because yeah. people have even thrown out that maybe it was Lee Daniels and have brought up shady stuff that he's allegedly done and said. So I don't know. I, in my heart, I don't want him to be guilty, but I think he's lying. Okay, I'll uh, well, let let the chips fall where they may. Let's <laughs> let's go to trial and see what they can make stick. That's that's what we'll you end on that. You trial, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I've I've watched enough uh, uh, um, SVU and uh, Law and Order. I am a trial and uh, trial lawyer and armchair detective. I think I know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> okay. I cut my teeth on Law and Order. Yes. All right. Now let's revisit because my last episode was all about leaving Neverland Ugh. and then oprah's show after neverland now i don't know did you watch did you listen to my episode Mm -mm, shame on you i'm sorry (laughs) i was out of town last weekend so i'll give you a pass thank you (laughs) but my whole thing is i have gotten so much flack you would not believe of all the stuff i say because i freely share my opinion Mm, and you should be able to yes on this land of the home and the free you know okay i have received more flack for my opinions on that show than anything else because I I came at it from the place of Michael being guilty. Mm -hmm. And I said on the show that I didn't necessarily find Wade Robson's story all that credible, but I did really believe James Safecheck. Mm -hmm. And so I went from the standpoint of believing that it was true and i and we dissected the show um looking at more the aspect of grooming because i said at the beginning of the show that this issue is so much bigger than michael jackson and bigger than those two victims because this is going on every day in america whether it's at churches synagogues um athletic how about those catholic priests okay yeah I'll, i'll wait so i just i i looked at it from that aspect Mm -hmm. and from what i do for a living which Mm -hmm. of course i'm not going to share on the podcast but i work with victims Mm -hmm. of all forms of abuse and so to me i'm automatically leaning towards believing victims because it's rare that victims lie about that but it does happen sure but with that i just went from the aspect of Michael did it. We all know that he was weird. He was forever seen with the kid. He, out of his own mouth in interviews, admitted to sleeping with children. So, therefore, it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to have something else go on. So, what did you think? Did you get a chance to see the documentaries or did you hear enough about it to where you think that you heard enough to form an opinion? I think I can form an opinion because um you know yeah poor and i will say that poor michael jackson had his childhood all of those kids had their childhood taken away from them yeah working so they have and they had an abusive father and um you know got where they are today because of him i mean i don't want to 
you know, bashed uh, um, Joe or anything mm-hmm. because he just did what he thought was right for his family at the time. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I believe those things happen because, but I mean, again, the whole mental health piece of that, he probably didn't know any better. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make it right. But then, and even with the R. Kelly thing, I still fault the parents because you know absolutely thirty six year old has business hanging around with your twelve and thirteen year old kid in a when social he's situation. Known yeah, and he's to known to that do that. Predilection. Yeah, absolutely, and you still bring your kid. Oh, we're gonna go spend the night at Neverland. I blame, what the I hell? blame all these parents. Yeah. I blame the parents of the alleged Michael Jackson victim, right? And of the R. Kelly. Oh, victims. absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, we were never. I mean, and my mom was doing it by herself. But she would always, you know, we were not allowed to go to anybody's house. Yeah, I couldn't even do no, sleepovers no, with my friends. No, no, because and I remember always being so upset and embarrassed yeah. because I would. They're like, "Are you be... coming to so and so slumber party?" Nope. And I would, I would <laughs> yeah. like be able to go because I remember this one party in particular that was so much fun, and my grandma told me up front, like, "You can go." But at a certain time, I'm coming, coming to get you. Yep. And, and I don't thought, oh, act maybe up. Maybe she won't, but, but she she'll did. forget. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I wasn't even yeah. allowed overnight. No, unless it was family. We didn't go nowhere. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and even then you kind of have to look, you know, side eye. But, um, yeah, so I have a problem with everybody. Okay. So, um, because you should know good darn and well that um you know kids should not be unattended around adults Mm -hmm. just period period Period. Mm -hmm. so for them to and then you i mean and then when the situation happens then you want to get all indignant no boo and put yourself yeah act shocked i said no i mean you go up to the stove and they tell you not to touch it because it's hot and then you touch it and you get burned i mean come on but what do you think about, because I mean, I got really ripped, especially on Twitter, because I had this whole, like, I don't want to say an argument, but a dialogue back and forth with this person. And, you know, I was called ignorant. I didn't do my research. And, and some people are making it a race issue, saying that the media is now trying to portray black men as animals black men as sexually aggressive because we've had the r kelly documentary and right behind that to have the michael jackson um, documentary come out and then we've already had what happened to bill cosby so yeah it, it and i said black people my brothers my sisters i understand what you're saying i hear you that is not fair no that it's, they seem to be targeted gonna... in the media it's not fair but this is also beyond a color issue wrong is wrong and right is right it is and 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 i and i appreciate yours but i'm gonna um take the stance of what sunny hostin said on the view she said this is selective outrage because Mm -hmm. how about um elvis presley he moved uh priscilla in there at 14 and he was what 29 or something crazy like that jerry lee lewis married his uh um teenage cousin these are all white people so 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 my thing is i'm sorry uh, I said, so if you're, my thing is, if you're going to mute R. Kelly, then let's mute Elvis. Let's mute uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Let's mute the uh, Catholic uh, priests and everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're going to treat one, treat them all. That I, I believe in democracy. Everybody and goes I, down. And I 100% agree with that. I do. I do not like that it just seems like certain people are targets 
and the focus is on them when this is such a much bigger picture. I get that. And that should be called out. Mm-hmm. It should be called out that these other people are not in the media because I didn't realize that the same week that the uh, Michael Jackson uh, Leaving Neverland documentary came out, I didn't realize Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. was on trial that week. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people said that it was strategic that that came out. Distraction. That's because yep. I, and, you know, I'm an avid news watcher and I did not hear one thing about Harvey Weinstein that was probably by design. going to court like last week. Mm-hmm. I did not hear one thing about that. And so then when I heard that, and that at the same time this is going on, the here, uh, here and now mm-hmm. thing that's going on, and we're distracted by bringing up Michael Jackson, who's been dead since 2009 with this stuff, it's like, it and does And he can't look defend shady. himself. So, yeah. I mean, and, and plus, let's all remember he did go to court and he was acquitted. So why are you trying to demonize him again? That's what I don't even understand. And and I noticed that um, ABC has been dredging up a lot of stuff from the 90s, like the whole Lorena Bobbitt thing. And I mean, why are, why are we even dredging this up when it was handled back then? I think it's by design to take the focus off the craziness that's going on right now. I would totally get behind that, yeah. But yeah, but... The, you know, there's just a thin line with this. And, and my guest last week, Jeannie, was really, you know, discussing it and how I struggle so much when I hear people um, come out and accuse folks of stuff that happened 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Because it's like, I believe that victims should have a voice. And maybe you weren't strong enough then. It was a different time. People didn't talk about sexual abuse then. But on the flip side of it, if I'm, I'm an equal justice person, an equal justice advocate, mm-hmm. the other person should also, the accused should also have some kind of recourse to be able to defend themselves. And when Innocent it comes till to, proven guilty. And when it comes to <clears throat> something like that, these, that these accusations, there's nothing that can be done about it. It's beyond statute of limitations, whatever. And it's like people's lives are ruined just by an accusation sure and that even as a person framing it from the point of view of being a black woman and i know how um the justice system is unjust when it comes to people of color i mean you look at it in sentencing and in across the board and automatically i just feel like especially when the accused are black men not saying that they're innocent and they could never do anything <clears throat> but i want it to be fair I want the justice system to actually be fair and equitable, and it isn't. No, absolutely And that drives not. me nuts. And yeah. so when I hear these old accusations come up, I automatically, you know, I want to believe the survivor, but then I also cringe, and I think, wow, this is another situation where there's no legal recourse, an accusation has been made, nothing can be proved, there's absolutely zero evidence, it's a he said, she said, and then sometimes I'm really torn about that. What do you think about old accusations? Well, we talked about that before, and I, I, I have a problem with that because I, I have my own situation, and I can only speak to what I went through. And when I was going through what I was going through, I spoke up immediately mm-hmm. and went to the dean of the yeah because I had a situation when I was at. I don't talk about. I'm, I'm all about ISU, but I did attend Monmouth College for two years, um, and I, you know. Um, but when that was happening, 
I spoke up immediately and went to the dean of students and the president of the college and said, this is an unsafe environment. You know, they are harassing me. I mean, it got to the point where I didn't even want to go to class. I wouldn't go in the cafeteria. I mean, they, and then this was before, um, you know, cell phones. So they were playing phone games and just a whole lot of craziness. And um, so I went to them and I said, you know, this is not right. Um, You know, what are you going to do about it? And because they didn't have a policy on hand, they didn't do anything about it. So then I proceeded to, you know, I mean, my grades were horrible anyway. So I just dropped out and didn't come back to, you know, but the how next... unfair to you mm-hmm. that that and that probably was a contributor to your bad grades. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I couldn't think straight, you know. So but did you even though there was not a policy in place at the time, which now there is with Aaron's law, mm-hmm. thank God, mm-hmm. not that all colleges are, are following it, but it's there. Did you feel like you were at least believed or listened to even mm-hmm. though there wasn't a policy? Yeah, yeah. They were just shocked because they, you know, usually when there's harassment, it's, you know, it's, you know, black on white or, you know, this was black on black and the whole color thing going on. They just had no idea what to do. They just didn't. So, yeah. you know, I don't fault them. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's never happened to them. How are they going to have a uh, be able to facilitate anything so and how did that make you feel that it was black on black it's were you what, just as angry oh do you, yeah do you think you would have been more angry if the offender had been caucasian no well I, I probably wouldn't have been as angry yeah because i've had to deal with this my whole life and to talk intelligently now because i used to like just beat somebody up because they didn't want to accept me as black mm-hmm. you know i would just fight but now i try and uh, dial it back and I'm trying to educate because I I was like I can you know go toe to toe with anybody on my history all that mm-hmm. I said people have preconceived notions because of the way I look that they think I'm trying to live white or she thinks she's you know because we didn't live on the right side of town when I, I mean you know most mm-hmm. everybody was out east and we were in the northwest and we you know owned our house or whatever they thought that we thought all this but I was like no we just wanted to be friends with everybody and it wasn't mm-hmm. until I think um uh, working with uh, JTPA that um, Amy encountered um, Rosalind Davis and she said you know she's like people talk crap about you but she's like you're alright once she got to know her and I said the same thing with me Yeah. and um, well Annette Cato and I had always been ride or die and uh, we worked together at um, the armory and so that whole summer um, you know, she's like, oh, she's like, you remind me of Lisa and all this other stuff. And so when I, when they had mm-hmm. something to identify, then that took the barriers away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they, they had the, the other people had those preconceived and we just wanted to be your friend, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I thought we, that we would have credit cause we went to the Carver center just like everybody else, but nope, they're still oh, talking about I it. I hated going <laughs> to the Carver center. I was like, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I was bullied because I didn't really have anybody say anything mean to me, but mm-hmm. I was just kind of like ignored because people looked at me like, I don't know how they looked at me, but like a lot of my fellow like black students looked at me like I was trying to be white because of the way I spoke. Yes. And so I had more problems with like bullying or shady stuff with people that look like me than I did other people. Mm-hmm. Like seriously. Well, I, I was floundering. I didn't know where to fit in, you know, because, I mean, I had, I guess, uh, well, yeah, I was on both sides. I was with the um, the 
artsy people with like stage call and stuff like that. And then I was sports. And then when I gave up sports, it's like, where am I? You know, cause I, 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 to this day, thank God for the, that they, I mean, I understand now and it's made me a stronger person, but the whole cheerleading thing, I get it now because I wasn't, I, they had to have their token <laughs> and I don't fit the criteria. I get it. Even though I was, you know, could out tumble all those people and uh, you know, I, just yeah i i get it not but, me i wanted to be a cheerleader but i always had this irrational fear of like doing a flip and breaking my neck <laughs> i so had no that's fear. why <laughs> i have fear now because i'm older but yeah back then i didn't care i used i love roller coasters and all that but and i did gymnastics i did tumbling mom wouldn't let me get on it because she's like you trip on a blade of grass no sir <laughs> but um you know i did the floor exercise yeah i could do that uh tumbling i was a power tumbler i would have fit now I think I was way ahead of my time for how powerful I was. Yeah. And uh, now they got the huge team and they do all the lifts and stuff like that. I would have fit in for that. But, um, yeah, I get it. And uh, and it's okay because. But, wow, we went way off track. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to me to digress for just a moment. Yeah. I'm trying to think, okay, where did we start this at? Talking about Michael Jackson. Yeah, the Michael Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and then just not, uh, you know, speaking up for yourself. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, when things happen to me, I I don't care if you're president of the United States. Wrong is wrong. I'm going to check you. And I I don't care. Like me, love me, whatever. I'm used to being by myself. Me and me get along. We like the same books, Mm -hmm. you know, all that. Well, I had a a horrific incident when I was um, abused at, I think I was either four or five. I don't know that I'm really ready to talk about it, but um, after the incident took place, I told my grandmother, and I don't believe she called the police, but she removed me from the situation to where I never had to see that person again. She automatically believed me, and I think because she believed me, she never doubted me. Um, She, in her way, handled it, Mm -hmm. and I never had to see that person again. Mm -hmm. And that was so empowering to me that I was believed. That's why it's, and maybe that's why I just also automatically believe victims because it's so important and it's so empowering to that victim that come that has the strength and courage to come forward to be believed absolutely but there's two sides to every story and you always have that vindictive person that wants to get at somebody and they're gonna you know i i I mean i just you just have to put that out there you know what i'm saying because i said that and i think they're gonna do a movie because there was this one promising football player out of atlanta that the white girl pinned him and he had nothing to do with her went to jail and then um, somebody reached out on Facebook and she finally came out and said oh yeah I made that up and so he ended up getting out getting out of jail but his life was ruined yeah he had the opportunity to go to the NFL and she got jealous because he decided to go with somebody else and left her by the wayside and so she said well I'll fix him so I mean and I don't want to like I said I, I never ever want people to think that I am victim blaming or shaming or bashing but there's a real situations and mm-hmm. and real issues that need to be you know put that out there on the table. But absolutely, everybody should you know you should always um, operate from the the kernel of truth first, and then when it comes out that it might not be, then go from there. But yeah, always yeah. believe first, and then after 
it's committed out and whatnot and you find holes in the story or whatever go from there but so are we both in the michael probably did it camp mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah all right now let's in that same vein and i know i've done probably more than enough talking about the whole r kelly thing but the interview with gail king bothered me and this is something that you know bring on the backlash but i think that interview was horrible i thought it was exploitive Mm -hmm. i thought it was completely unnecessary to even do that interview and this is why from a journalistic standpoint it's always important and it can be a powerful moment to hear from um, the accused or whatever but let's be honest no one in their right mind would believe that r kelly was going to go on there and admit guilt no so therefore all you're doing is either one giving him an opportunity to spread his own personal propaganda that oh it's not true it's not true mm-hmm. um or number two maybe it would give him an opportunity to i don't know like garner sympathy or something i mean there was just no journalistic value in she having lost that complete interview. control of that interview and even though she was sitting there calmly and and she handled it well because if someone's getting up and yeah, she going didn't off react, and but she didn't react. But I just thought it was so no, exploitive. It shouldn't have got that. It shouldn't have got to that point. Yeah, it shouldn't have got to that point. Um, yeah, I, I, first line of journalism is take the emotion out of it, and that was completely emotional. Yes. So yeah. And to, why air it when it went yeah, off the rails? Yeah. Obviously, they should have been like, shut it down. I'm shut done. it down. I'm done. This yeah. is not. Because, you know, um, evidently they his camp tried to approach Ianla to kind of do a fix my life type thing. Mm-hmm. And she had enough integrity to say no, no. because she said if he's not willing to accept uh, blame and work from a place of guilt and then work towards healing and mm-hmm. fixing whatever the sickness is. Mm-hmm then I don't want any parts of it. And kudos to her. Absolutely. Because that would have been a ratings bonanza. Yeah. Total Well, she, I don't think she, somebody had said, I think there was a meme on Facebook saying, yeah, you would have been, he would have been hollering. He was like, beloved, you need to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> beloved, you need to handle yourself. That would have been a whole different scenario. But yeah. I just thought, shame on Gail King. Yeah. There yeah. was nothing that was gained out of that interview to do anything positive. And then my thing, my worry was if these girls truly are brainwashed, which something's wrong. Something isn't right. Yeah. They are putting those women possibly in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that there really isn't some kind of a sick suicide pact or you're looking at a man who let's face it, hook or crook, they are throwing away the key when mm-hmm. it comes to R. Kelly, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. He is never going to see the light of day as a free human being again, Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. We all know that. They mm-hmm. are going to throw the book at him, anything that they can do to bring up a conviction, and rightfully so because, once again, he's guilty. Yeah. I'm sorry, he is. Yeah. So you're looking at a man who is facing light the rest of his life in prison, Who's to say he wouldn't become suicidal and take those women out with him? Sure. So why do you want to poke a bear? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to insinuate yourself into a situation that's already 
just at the boiling point and to make him snap. I don't know. It just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, and that's what I was thinking when yeah. when I saw that. I'm like, those girls are in jeopardy being oh, yeah. being with him. Absolutely. He is never going to see the light of day again, and he knows that. Yeah. He's this is a person that's potentially desperate, and yeah. desperate people do desperate things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was so unnecessary that interview. I was just like, this is shameful that this even aired. I'm sorry. I completely agree with you, and and like I said earlier, I said it was it was um, completely emotional, non journalistic, and and for them to, I mean, what did it gain? Nothing. 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 Just made him look even crazier. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and I don't think we it didn't shed any light on anything that we didn't already know nope so i'm i'm like okay i'm at a loss as to i mean if you have an opportunity to talk to him because unfortunately he isn't that bright and i think if you were trying to pull something out of him i think you can but there's a way to talk to him and that just I don't know it just wasn't it it was it was yeah, just I just thought she lost complete mm-hmm. control of that interview and and I'd have been like nope I'm out let's shut it down no yeah. and, and and as horrible as that they it was they drug it out like it like a whole week yeah like every day because it was week, two there days was with like, just him and her and then they and then they had a day with just the, the girls I think or yeah something. and it's like because I'm strictly good morning America I don't do CBS so I didn't know yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I don't watch either one of them, but I'm always kind of aware of what goes oh, sure. on. And I just thought, this is a train wreck. Mm-hmm. This is disgusting, and it's exploitive. There was no journalistic value or reason to talk to R. Kelly, to have him sit there and, and would deny. And enlighten me, how did Oprah get involved in this again? What did you say? that they? Well, she was involved in the Oh, nev- uh, the Neverland. Neverland. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, getting my she did stuff like confused. A, okay. After the documentary, she okay. did like a one-hour special where okay. she interviewed the two okay. alleged victims. Okay. And it was an audience full of people that had been um, sexually abused as children. And mm. she made some valid points about um, about the abuse and stuff. So I don't know why she insinuated herself in that and she came under talk about the flack I took for the show she took tons more flack because she's such a a public person about it Mm -hmm. because people were bringing up the point that Oprah you know was very very good friends with Harvey Weinstein and they were saying she's just covering her homeboy because this is released the same week that he's on trial and blah 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 Mm -hmm. which I don't know that there's any truth to that because these schedules of when things are released this happens like months up to year in advance as to when things are going to be released and with court stuff I think it was probably a bad coincidence in timing but Mm -hmm. it still looked bad Mm -hmm. but yeah (laughs) but this is yeah the whole that R. Kelly interview was wrong. Yeah. It should have, he should have never been given that platform to even come on and speak. Ugh. Uh, it's just, it was disgusting. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So we're in agreement that yeah. that was foul. Yeah. Foul in all shapes and forms. <laughs> okay. Yep, And yep. so finally, before we end the show, we have to talk about the college um, application acceptance scam that came out I was not surprised the only part of that that surprised me is because we've always known that you know you give an endowment or money to a college and yeah your kid just so happens to be coming into college the same year 
I've always known about stuff like that happening, but I was shocked at the intricacies and how they like fake that these kids were athletes. Yes. I'm thinking, how dare they? Like, there's kids out there, especially poor, disadvantaged kids that are smart. That might be the only way they get to go. Yeah. That they need those scholarships and to be on those teams and to have these people that weren't even athletes. No. They were lying and. Well, and the um, the Laughlin girls, the, she's on tape because she's what they call an influencer. She was for um, Sephora. They dropped her. They fired the mother from Netflix and Fuller House and, and uh, Hallmark. But, um, yeah, they made no bones about the fact that they were not students and what have you. So I'm just, I'm floored. They didn't even want to go to No, college. they didn't even want to go. Yeah, so... My thing is, I wonder who snitched on them because I'm sure they're not the first and they won't be the last. They're just the only ones that got caught. Yeah, because if there's enough digging, just yeah. think how deep this is going to be. Oh, yeah. Because you oh, know yeah. those Trump kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I'm and sure they're. The Donald himself. Yeah. Well, you yeah. You know, his father pulled some strings. Sure. Because he is a, a complete he, moron. I don't even think he can read. I really don't. No. I mean, there's an yeah. issue. It's like, why don't you want to read? Is it because you can't? Yeah. I don't think he can. He's a complete idiot. Oh, uh, And that's running the rocks down. Oh. <laughs> Dumber than a box of rocks, and that's running the rocks down. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, we know that this stuff has been going on since the beginning of time, but wow, did this go deeper than I ever imagined. Completely, because I'm like, yeah, even they talked about it on Tom Joyner, and they're like, yeah, getting extra time to take the ACT and SAT, and then they're still having somebody correct your dumbness. I mean, at some point... You've got to stand on your own two feet. So were they going to have somebody stand in for them for all their tests and papers and whatnot? I mean, how are you going to pull that off? Because, yeah, getting in because is one it's thing. A, it's a continuation. That's why they need to do further investigating because mm-hmm. you know that there were people doing their work all through college because obviously they couldn't hack it no. to get in legitimately. And my thing is, I was like, okay, well, if you've got issues – just go to junior college like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Or take a trade. I don't even understand. I well, was that like, seen as such a horrible thing when you're in that world. Well, and your whatever. Multi millionaires. Even even that's what quote unquote losers do. Uh, well, even Kelly Ripa said that she's like, if you if you can't hack it and get in on your own merit, then maybe you're not supposed to go to Georgetown or uh, Harvard or Yale or anything like that. And let's be honest, their families are wealthy enough to where they don't even need college. No, they don't. They're going to get a leg up and and, and have a great life with tons of money without having to do that scam. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. And then they said for for, uh, Aunt Becky from Fuller House, they said it really, (laughs) really smacked in the face of her because... She's so squeaky clean, you know, mm-hmm. so not so much not anymore. Girl. And Felicity Huffman. Yeah, I, always liked I know. Her. I did to know too. That she was a part of just something that is so sinister. immoral. Yeah. yeah sinister, sinister is a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah. How did her husband, William well, H. Well, they, they not- said he t- uh, like took some phone calls or something like that, but he didn't write a check. She wrote the check. So that's why she. But he knew. He knew about it. Come on now. So, but maybe they're cutting a deal with them. But I mean, their kids are old enough that they could handle it by themselves, but maybe they didn't want to prosecute at the same time. I don't know. But yeah, it was my understanding that he took some phone calls, but he didn't actually deal with the money. But you know what my fear is, because now, you know, there's a whole big discussion about 
merits and getting into college on well your i had own a petition merits. to get it isu so yeah you know um you know i just think that when stuff like this happens that somehow people of color end up getting the short end of the stick because i think people are already trying to equate affirmative action to what these parents have done like you know they were at a disadvantage because they were white and affluent so they had to do something because other people have a leg up on them so i'm just hoping that this doesn't end up and somehow end up backfiring on affirmative action which is already under attack in yeah, the yeah they've been trying to get rid of that for years but this this is why we need affirmative action because you know i mean human nature you're always going to gravitate and pick people who look like you. Mm-hmm. So if you're uh, the decision maker, and, and I and I use this, um, uh, you know, for, for jobs. And I said, so you've got two resumes. You've got Shaniqua and you got Katie. Uh, you know, which one are you going to pick based off of their, their merits? Probably nine times out of ten, Katie's going to get picked just because of, of... And unfortunately, even if Katie doesn't have as much education... Right. Yeah. Or experience. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why you need affirmative action because you need those. Because I, I mark it every time. They're like, are you African? But yep. Are you female? Yep. You know, I'm trying to get as much as I can. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? <laughs> I want all those, uh, um, you know, attributes to be in my favor. You know. You know, one of these days we are going to have to do an episode and maybe that'll be our next one on reparations. Mm. Because reparations is actually, I didn't think it would ever actually come up. Yeah, I think in, Bernie in Bernie is talking about it, and so is that other one who well, probably Bernie's against it. Oh, I thought he was for it. No, Bernie oh. is very much against it. Yes. Okay. Well, I know Williamson, but I said she doesn't have a snowball's chance. She says you should. That Marianne Williamson, she's out there, but I don't. She's not going to go anywhere. Okay, I don't even know who that is. Okay, so there well. you go. <laughs> She thinks that's a good way to get her in the front runner for for president. No, yeah, sir. so we'll, we'll have to talk okay. about that in another episode because okay. I, I have lots of thoughts about that. So that'll be another good topic. Okay. But is there anything Bring else? There's been so much craziness that we had to address in this episode. Yeah. Uh, whoa, how about the? we must um, have a pause for the poor souls of New Zealand. And, oh, and, absolutely. Yeah, that's we just actually craziness. should have mentioned that first. That yeah. was horrific. Yeah. Uh, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it really is sincere for me that my thoughts and prayers are with the victims and their to families. To be accosted in your house of worship just doesn't just doesn't even yes. make sense to me. And, and I am a proud AME, so we, you know, mother AME out of out of North Carolina, you know. So mm-hmm. um, that is just yeah, that the fact that that happened overseas crazy i said if you lived your life in fear you would go nowhere because they have taken our inalienable rights to go to work go to church go to school everywhere yeah because you know i have to admit when i go places i think about it Mm -hmm. even when i go to the movies after that you know colorado Mm -hmm. shooting Mm -hmm. several years ago yeah i think you know these are vulnerable soft targets as they say and yeah. I think about it. I think about it in church, and and mm-hmm. I might have even said this on a podcast episode, but there was a few months ago, and my church is uh, predominantly black. We do have a few Caucasian members. You know, Sunday is the most segregated day of the week. We Absolutely. all know that. And so there was this um, this white guy came in, and he looked a little shifty. He had on an oversized coat and 
me and my husband, we were both like, I was looking, honey. Mm. I'm sorry. Church <laughs> was basically over for me. Okay. The moment he came in because he was sitting several pews ahead of us. Okay. And he was just looking around and he kept putting his hands in his pockets. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Is yeah. this it? How do yeah. I get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> and as it turns out, he was, you know, fine and harmless and. You know, he just sat there and worshiped with everyone. And then we all got to go home that day. But my eyes were just trained on him. Mm -hmm. And I tried not to be that way. Mm -hmm. But it's like when these incidents happen, it just you're more hyper alert and aware of your surroundings, Mm -hmm. as I guess you have to be. Mm -hmm. So it's just awful that, that you can, you know, go to your place of worship and not feel safe or go to the movies and not feel safe, not feel safe at school. The gas really station, anywhere. now the grocery store. I mean, let's we can just go on and on and on. But, but I, that's the whole point of terror. They yeah. want you to be fearful and, and be terrorized wherever you go. Yeah. Well, they're doing we a good job about happen. it. Yeah. No, I'm a sovereign God. I know I'm a child of God, and I know he's got his hand on me. So I just pray each and every day for myself, for everyone, um, you know, that, that you will, you know, because you just never know that, it's just nobody is promised tomorrow and so you need to be very mindful of that yeah and live each mm-hmm. and every day as it's your last mm-hmm. in which you know fits right into the theme of our podcast is wellness and enjoying mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and making the most of it absolutely and we hope that you guys really get that and are encouraged to do that by listening to this podcast so karen thank you as thank always you. for co-hosting with me. <laughs> just my real self you know yeah <laughs> Karen keeps it real. <laughs> I tend to be more edited, <laughs> but I have to be. So. Yeah. Hey, I'm just, just a guest. It ain't my show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like I've said before, Karen is like the little devil on my shoulder. <laughs> but I just love having you. So thanks Thank again you. for Thank your you. time. And thanks for everyone that's listened. Please rate and subscribe this podcast uh, wherever you're listening to it. And always, I encourage you to be a part of the conversation. You can send us a comment on the website, gethappywithjay.com. Let us know what you think. Also, like us on Facebook. We have our own page there. And I always let you know when I upload on that page as well. It's, of course, Get Happy With Jay. So you can send a comment there. So hope you've enjoyed the show. If there's ever any topics that you guys in the listening audience want us to cover, we will. You know, we are mostly about wellness, education, encouragement, and all that. But we're free and open to talk about other things as well. Absolutely. Because you have to be, it's part of being like a well-rounded person. Sure. You have to know what's going on and be able Mm -hmm. to talk about everything. So if there's anything that you guys ever want us to talk about, let us know. If, If you have any suggestions about guests or if you yourself want to be a guest, hey, we're mobile now. I will come to you and we will do a great show. Amen okay? to that. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> and so I forgot in our previous, in another episode that we've done, what do you think about the mobile setup? Do you feel like it's more casual now? What do you think? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah I feel more free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is something that's like a little bit more liberating about yeah. it. Yeah. So, yes, if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have a, 
a great personal story, something that you think would be of value of our listening audience here on Get Happy with Jay, just reach out to me and let me know, and I would be more than happy to have you guys on. So until next time, as we've tried to encourage you to do in this episode, enjoy your life. Do something to make yourself happy. You've only got one life to live, and you do not want to have any regrets. (laughs) Yes, living my best Best life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So do something to make yourself happy in this next week. It's not selfish. It's self care. Until next time, you guys. Be well. Tell me how to get happy.